Big G and Maddie on Big G Country. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Big G and Maddie. Good to have you with us this week. Yeah, so much happening these days. And, of course, uh, sports in full swing now with baseball. We've got football about to get ready uh, to hit the field. The football players always talk about your buddy uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I know. Yeah. So what's going to happen there? Listen, I've been a Green Bay Packer fan ever since I was I was I was so small. I think I was under 100 pounds back then. Yeah, and, you were uh, small, all right. Yeah, <laughs> small like but, a tractor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have been cheering for Green Bay for so long, and and I love it when uh, the Packers play on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and I love my Maple Leafs. But uh, you know, you're a pretty rabid football fan as oh, far as yeah. the Packers are concerned. I mean, who else walks around with a piece of cheese on their head? Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, anybody. Come on. Who's a, well, if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, you got to know that Green Bay's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is the milk capital of the United States of America and the cheese capital of the United States of America. That's why they call us cheeseheads. And uh, well, look at this picture. This has got this has got to show you that uh, when I'm ready to watch a game, this is how I uh, this is my attire. And you know, the grandkids will come or the kids will drop by and they'll say, "Dad, come on." I mean. Nobody's watching you here. No, sir. I got to have that cheese head on. Otherwise, you know, strange things might happen. Well, at least I'm a little more calm when it comes to my sport. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. You're a little more calm. You are a little more calm. Uh, tell us, everybody, about your little procedure uh, watching the Maple Leafs play. Well, I do have my little friend that comes with me every game. And, uh, well, that's to the lazy boy. Well, let's have a look at him now. Yeah, I'd say he's a nice little friend. What, is you, got a, you got a name for him? Bud E. He's my little teddy bear. I take him everywhere. Uh, sits with me during every Leaf game. And he wears a Maple Leaf toque, a Maple Leaf jersey. I can see that. And he's even got little skates, by the way. <laughs> and, well, he's not afraid to uh, tip one back either when I'm watching my Maple Leafs play. Oh, he's not, is he? Well, he's a Bud E, right? Yeah, well, of course, yeah. yeah. So... Now, Hey, wait a minute. Why don't you tell everybody about the rubber brick you have? Yeah, actually, some friends gave me a foam brick. I can throw at the TV when things aren't going so well with the Leafs. <laughs> but, you know, I like to get into the game, too. Yeah. I wear my Maple Leaf jersey. I wear yeah. my Maple Leaf hat. Uh, I wear my Maple Leaf tidy whitey blueies or bluey yeah, whitey tighties, whatever they are. Yeah, tidy whiteies. My, right? my Maple Leaf socks. And yeah. I even wear mm -hmm. a can. Oh, a can? Yeah. What do you mean you wear a can? A jockstrap. So I, that makes you a really true Maple Leaf athletic supporter. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Yeah. I get Joanne to hit me there with the hockey stick a couple of times just to get me in the mood. <laughs> it, it, it hurts for a little while, but. Somebody know. comes through the door, you. Give a body check, do you, Matty? Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt as badly as though. Uh, yeah. It doesn't hurt as bad though as when the Leafs lose. I know. So we had a lot to talk about today. No, I know. Talk about the clothing though, and uh, you know, sportswear and whatever. Now that the summer is upon us, mm -hmm. um, you know, Maddie and Big G, Maddie not only have the you know, advice for the lovelorn and advice for you know marriage counselors and all of the, we also give fashion tips and we have a story that uh, we're going to share with you right now on some summer attire 
Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, once again, as a public service, um, Big G and Matthews wants to, uh, well, educate you as to what to wear on a date. So, proper attire. This is for the women. Oh, it's for women. All right. It's a two-part expose. It's a two-part? All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From Match.com, they took a survey asking what people would like to see their companion wear on a summer date. All right. For the women? Yeah. 81% 81% of the men like women to wear white pants on a date. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 92% of men prefer them to wear short skirts. Oh, okay. I like cutoffs myself. Yeah. 12% of men say the woman should not wear a midriff-bearing shirt. Oh, 12% say they shouldn't. So, no. In other words, 88% say... So it's not a good thing. All right. Okay. 56% of men really don't like big sunglasses on women. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't. And 53% of men said it's not acceptable for a woman to wear a thong swimsuit for a beach or pool date. They say it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Where the heck are these guys from? I'll tell you. All right. For the men? Yeah. Listen up, guys. Yeah, this is what Almost you- 70% of women say it's never appropriate for a date to show up wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> Oh, really? Well, we don't have to worry about that one. No. <laughs> 80% of women say a guy should never walk around shirtless, even if he has good abs. Oh, come on. We don't have to worry about that one. Uh, Maddie loves to show his six-pack off. I know. But it's not a good thing. 93% no, because, say they prefer... Uh, the only way you show off your six-pack is the box you're carrying it in. <laughs> <laughs> or the bag. Yeah. Ninety-three F percent say they prefer a man to wear a polo shirt and cockies on a date. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. What is this thing they call a polo shirt? Well, it's the you know it's the stuff you call my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like you know my uh, truck driver's hat. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Remember that shirt I had on last week, and you said, "Where'd you get that shirt?" Yeah. Well, that's the that's oh, a, okay. That's a polo shirt, buddy. Just so because you a, you don't even know what a polo so shirt the babe, looks like. That, that's what the babes like. I mean, if it doesn't have writing on the front of it, you ain't wearing it. Because <laughs> it says usually it's free. All right. 91% of women said they're not ready to see their date sport a Speedo at the beach or the pool. Yeah, of course. In other words, uh, you dress like your parents were on the date with you. Is that what you're saying, Maddie? Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. 81% of the men like women to wear white pants. 92% prefer short skirts. That's 173%. So, let me figure this out. 73% of guys are hoping to date a pair of twins. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And, and one thing I can tell you from personal experience. And what would that be, Maddie? Do not show up at the woman's house wearing a gold thong with the greatest show on earth written on. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, guys and gals. What to wear and what not to wear. This summer, okay. <laughs> and our show today is brought to you by our good friends at Rito Acres Family Campgrounds. Rito Acres is the place to be. It's that time of year, spring. Time to plan your summer vacations and weekend fun. Why not book now for your summer camping and RVing at Rito Acres Family Campground, Eastern Ontario's full-service camping facility, located on a UNESCO World Heritage Site known as the Rito Canal, on a series of lakes joined by lock systems 
that links Kingston to Canada's capital city, Ottawa. Rita Wakers is only 10 minutes from downtown historic Kingston. Here's what Rita Wakers has to offer you and your family when you visit. The spacious pull-through campsites, trailers and motorhomes. The swimming pools staffed with lifeguards. A beautiful beach to enjoy for a relaxing afternoon of fun and family. Excellent fishing on Colonel By Lake. A boat docking facility for your fishing or pleasure craft. Boats, canoes and kayaks available for rent. A beautiful banquet hall for weddings or meetings to fit any occasion. 136 acres of outdoor adventure. Hiking, biking, playground, swimming, fishing, horseshoes, basketball and so much more. Make Rita Wakers your camping destination this year. You better book now. We're filling up fast. Visit RitaWakers.com or call 613-546-2711. Rita Wakers is the place to be. Come on out, you'll see a vacated community. Well, our special guest on the program today is one of Canada's top country music artists, producers. He owned his own uh, record company. He had uh, his own publishing company, his own studio. He did his own booking. His name is Larry Mercy. Hello, Mom. How's your day? Is it sunny there in and uh, he formed a group with his brothers called the Mercy Brothers. Do you remember the brothers' names? Yes, I do. There was Larry, uh, mm-hmm. Curly, and, and Mo. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's... But talk about longevity. Yeah, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Let me see. It's Larry, Ray, and Lloyd. Oh, okay. Those are the Mercy I Brothers. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you talk about longevity? Mm-hmm. They've been around a long, long time. Well, I first met them back in the late 1960s, but I know that Larry actually started to perform uh, down in uh, Wingham, Ontario, the Wingham Barn Dance, back in the late 50s. Larry has written a book called Have Mercy. Nice little play on words, by the way. Yeah, and not only, it is a great book. I've read the book, and Larry, uh, welcome to the show, and I know that you go back a long way with uh, both of us. Yes, I certainly do. Absolutely. Many, many years. And I'm very excited to see you guys. It's nice to have you aboard. When you get to our age, it's just excited to be seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you got that right. Absolutely. <laughs> the first yeah. time we met, um, I, I was doing some calculations in my mind, but I believe it was 1967. Uh, right. And the first time I met you and your brother Ray, you came into the yep. studio uh, at CFGM in Toronto. Up the back stairs of the uh, pharmacy. <laughs> I don't Kenzie, even remember. The Kenzie where it was. Pharmacy. Just, yeah. That's just in Richmond Hill or someplace, I think it was. Yeah. 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 In Richmond Hill. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, we, we did a lot of, uh, a lot of gigs together. You know, you played downtown yeah. Toronto at the Horseshoe and you played, uh, festivals around Ontario and, uh, had some great music. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And we and we played in Kingston a lot too. It was one of our main places we played. You were here um, in the seventies a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we were we we played we played at the old Blink Bonnie and down in Gananoque before Kingston had any liquor bar, like any any buyers. Like yeah. That. So the first uh, place we played in in Kingston was called the Townhouse, 
and it was it, it was a great club and uh and and then we, then we played at the 401 over the years and yeah. down the manor and uh, and lots of places and, and at that at the grand theater and different places but uh kingston was one of our one of our main places to play and then you met uh this guy here uh maddie uh, in the 80s at CFGM, right, Matty? Yeah, I was, uh, well, actually, you might have run into you at CKBY in Ottawa way back uh, around well, those. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I guess, with Ted Daigle. Yeah, Ted Daigle, Doug Anderson. Uh, I go back to those yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, actually started in 1970 in Smith Falls. Oh, was and, that right? Uh, yeah. yeah, at the old C-Jet. But, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you came through the station many times at uh, CFGM in Toronto. I started there in, what, 81. So, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I met you and your brothers then, uh, I think, a few, more than a few times. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys were uh, a real treat to see. And uh, we were just listening to one of your songs uh, a few minutes ago, by the way, and I oh, still yeah. love it today. Hello, Mom. Right? Yeah. Hello, Mom. Yes. Yeah. That, that, was our, that was one of our biggest records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I loved Uncle Tom, and I loved, uh, let's see, well, there's so many of your songs. Now, did you... Did you uh, write your own stuff back then, uh, Larry? We we did a little bit. Uh, I remember probably the song that we brought in to see if Jim was called "My Song for You," was one that I wrote. But in general, we didn't. We uh, we tried to wear different hats. We uh, we were an artist. We were a songwriter. We were publishers. And uh, as an artist, we wanted to get the best song we could. That was the most important thing. It wasn't what we wrote. If there was something better that we wrote, that's the song we want. Because it was being the, the plays on the radio that you fellas helped in that direction for sure uh, played was that uh, how we uh, uh, would get our jobs. And uh, it, it was playing out where you really made your money. It wasn't from... Uh, uh, selling records or or writing songs, it was it was performing where you where you would make your living. Mm-hmm. You know. Now let me tell this story because uh, um, when I first met you, you came to CFGM. There was you and Ray, and then later on, your yeah. brother Lloyd uh, started to play drums for you. But yeah. uh, Larry Mercy comes in, and our job as DJs to, to do an interview. And all of a sudden, how do you interview a guy that's got a very bad stutter? And this, this man had a very bad stutter. And it was like the Mel Tillis, right. you yeah. know, uh, the scenario. He could sing perfect, but he had this stutter. A few years later, a couple, three years later, he comes back. I interview him again. He has no stutter. And I <laughs> said to him, Larry, what happened? So tell the story. Well, what changed my life was hypnotism. I, uh, uh, I'd be actually 27 years old then at that particular point. But before then, I really called it more of a stoppage. It wasn't a stutter. Like, I didn't say, well, 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 well or whatever. I would just say, uh, 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 uh. And especially if people asked me a question that I would know the answer to, like, what's my birthday? What's my name? I might say a thousand odds like that and not be able to uh, say what I wanted to say. I still have that problem at times a little bit. And uh, I, the fellow that did, uh, the, that did hypnotize me taught me how to, uh, to, to self-hypnotize myself, which I do quite often. If I'm going to do a, 
I'm, I'm doing a concert or a festival someplace, I will, all, I will often hypnotize myself, telling myself I will remember my lyrics, which is a big thing when you get to over 80, to remember your lyrics. <laughs> and that I want to give 110%. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy it. And with the uh, speech problem, uh, the, the fellow told me that, um, that, that that I would be confident in all situations to think about that, to think about something I'd like to do. At that particular point, there was no doubt about it. I would like to call CFGM and see whether they're playing our record or not. And I couldn't do that. But after after being hypnotized two or three times going there, I could have called the president of the United States. I was very confident. Mm. Wow. Interesting. I know. Interesting it, it, story. Was, it was an amazing uh, transformation because um, it, it must have been so frustrating for you to try and uh, communicate, right, as, as it would for yeah. anybody with that situation. Well, you know, yeah. I, at, at times I could talk to anybody just like I'm talking to you right now. And then this this problem would just happen if they asked me a certain question or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, you've had a, a wonderful history in music. Um, it's been a livelihood for you, and I'm you've probably mentioned now you've done some other things. But tell us about your book. We're really excited to hear about the book that you wrote. Yes, well, I'll just hold it up for a minute here, let the folks see it. They so can see that there. It's uh, 423 pages, got 102 uh, pictures in it. And if you can see behind me, there's a bunch of scrapbooks here. Well, my mother kept a scrapbook when I started on the CKNX Barn Dance in 1956. And it was a barn dance that traveled a 100-mile radius of Wingham, Ontario. And she would write in, the, in there every Saturday where we went, how, what, how, what songs I sang, how much I got paid, uh, whether my grandparents went or whether the rain snowed or whatever. And uh, when she stopped the book, I, I kind of continued that. So I've got 22 scrapbooks. Wow. I also have almost all of my date books of where we played. Um, so I really had a lot of uh, information to write from. And I've got... Uh, uh, grandchildren, and in fact, I've got a couple of great-grandchildren, and I wanted to have uh, something um, for them to know what their grandfather did, you know. So how do people get a hold of uh, your book? Well, they get it from me, actually. I, I've got a few stores that, that carry the book, but uh, just by uh, just by sending me an email uh, to LarryMercy40 at gmail.com, and just asking me how much it is or whatever, and I will email them back, give them the information, and I will mail them out a book. I just want to let you know, Larry, sitting beside me is a legend. His name's Bucky Pride. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bucky, yeah. Um, you, Bucky, you, you, Bucky sang a great song uh, one time, and there was about 500 Canadians, and they stood, but they left. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just stood up, got, uh, walked out. But Oh, oh no. Well, you know, Larry, I, I'm listening to what you were saying earlier about uh, hypnotist, and that was my problem. I would have made it big in Nashville, they said. Yeah. But I couldn't remember the words to the songs. Yeah. Well, you know, if you had went to a hypnotist, you'd have just, who knows how big you would have been. Well, there was only two two things that stopped me, they said. The fact that I couldn't remember the words, yeah. and I had no talent. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
So other than that, we were good to go. Oh, Larry, yeah. it's been, it's been yeah. great. It's been great talking to you. I look forward to it. And um, uh, once again, we'll put up on the screen how to get a hold of your book. Okay. Thank you uh, very much. I'm sure you've got a lot of great old fans around here. And uh, and uh, I'm telling everybody right now, this is a great book to read. It's got detail after detail in it. And um, it's it's uh, it's going to be really good on your on your bookshelf. Larry Mercy, thanks for being with us, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care, my friend. Okay, bye now. Well, there you have it, Larry Mercy. Wow, 65 years, Matty. That's incredible. Hard to believe. I mean, the notes uh, his mother kept, and he picked it up after uh, her. And uh, talk about meticulous. 65 years. How do you remember all that stuff? I can't remember 65 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. Where are my car keys? You know, like... (laughs) But uh, I read the book, and I and once again, I have to tell you the details in that book. And I am very proud to say that actually he published um, uh, um, an article that I had written in the Kingston this week, uh, years ago, when he was coming to perform here in Kingston, and he published that in the book. And I can't remember exactly where, but I think it's page 265. But uh, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you'll find it there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure you will. But he sent us a copy of the book signed by Larry, and we want to thank you very, very much. Yes, thanks, uh, Larry. That's an amazing job. We're going to be right back on the program, and we're going to tell you how you can get one of these great Big G and Maddie coffee mugs in just a minute. But right now, here's a word from our sponsor, Lennox Fence. Big G here for Lennox Fence, Eastern Ontario's fencing specialists. For residential, commercial, industrial, or agricultural fencing, one call solves it all. Lennox Fence offers sales, installation, and repairs to any and all fencing. All fencing materials are in stock for cash and carry customers with our professional support. Call for a free estimate at 613-354-3449. Just north of the 401, Lennox Fence is now owned and managed by the Houston Group. Well, that just about does it for today's program. But, Maddie, before we go, let's tell everybody how they can get their Big G and Maddie mug with our mugs on it. This is a 15-ounce coffee mug, Maddie. Yeah, I know. It's not those little-ass things you see on your kitchen <laughs> table in the morning. These are the biggies. Pardon the pun. So uh, why not pick one up? We'll tell you how. And the price is right, by the way. I mean, look at those pretty faces. Just $20, and you'll be able to get yourself one of these mugs. And the $20 will uh, help us with expenses for the program and help us to grow the program as well. And we really appreciate that. Yes, we will be telling you how you can pick yours up. Or if you're out of our eastern Ontario area, uh, we can mail them to you. But there will be a charge for Canada Post. It's $20, and you can get information by emailing me at bigg at bigggcountry.com. Dot ca $20. Look at that nice package, eh? Yeah, and we'll put something up on Facebook for you as well. Yeah, both our Facebook pages and on Twitter. That's it for this week. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon right here on Big G and Maddie Country. Big G and Maddie on Big G Country.